I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Private Jets, Insomnia and Donuts. A Normal Week at Anfield by Trevor Downey. Here is the latest in a sequence of ways in which writing a daily football column knocks your perspective into a cocked hat. Number 73. Comparing your reality to that of Roberto Firmino. Having missed a day from both my jobs for what Twitter kids call reasons, your columnist was left incapacitated enough that he was unable to drive his own beloved mode of transportation to work this morning. It seems as though my employers were anxious to avoid being short-handed for a second day, however, as there were several suggestions in the text message about folk who would be happy to have a passenger on today's commute. Yet, as I sidled into the car of a gracious colleague earlier, all I could think was, not exactly a private jet this, is it? Of course, I made the usual noises of gratitude and exchanged the pleasantries required in such circumstances. I'm not a monster. But as we wittered inanely about the local weather patterns, I was tormented by images of Felipe Coutinho and Roberto Firmino's dazzling teeth, glinting out from the selfies they took aboard the luxury aircraft the club had chartered to speed them back to Melwood. Behind a politely nodding head and a wonky rictus grin of Ronaldo bust proportions, I berated myself for all my terrible life choices. As I said earlier, and to Channel South Park's Mr Mackey, Immersing yourself in this stuff is bad, kids. Okay? As jarring as that experience was, it cannot have been as unpleasant as Simon Mignolet's rare start for Belgium in midweek in a 3-3 draw against Russia. It could easily have been a five-goal concession for the amiable keeper, with one ruled out for offside and another narrowly missing in the 90th minute. To make the experience worse, the third of the goals he did concede was an injury-time equaliser. This is hardly the ideal preparation ahead of the most vital derby in years for a man who is prone to sporadic howlers whilst wearing the liverbird. Unsurprisingly, there is no evidence of this in Mignolet's words. The man never lets the side down when it comes to towing the party line. On a Dunkin' Donuts marketing event with Nathaniel Klein and Jorginho Wijnaldum, the netminder sounded positively bullish about the match against Everton citing his own winning record against the Blue Noses and getting himself a tad confused about how something can be hostile but not have much hatred. In the time I've been here, we've always had great results against Everton at home, he told the official website, and made every single reader wince in the process with his flagrant tempting of fate. The fans are always up for it. 
It's always a big fixture to look forward to. On the day itself, it's nice to be part of it. It's always a bit hostile, but like any other derby game, that's something you relish. Two groups of fans who are cheering their team on. It's a bit special, of course, in Liverpool, because in some families, you've got both Everton and Liverpool supporters. Although it's a derby, I don't think there is so much hatred between the two clubs. Everybody wants to win and everybody's cheering their team on. But it's still in a fair way. Bless him. It's obvious that Simon is very concentrated on the field of play during Derby matches, because if he were to cock an ear to some of the things being said about him in the stands, he would have a wildly different perspective on the fairness of the cheering. And that's only the Liverpool fans. Meanwhile, his fellow donut shill, Ginny Wijnaldum, who was the focus of my last column due to his expression of interest in mentoring young Reds in Jurgen Klopp's squad, seems to be going beyond the call of duty with his latest efforts for the cause. The classy midfielder is the focus of a multi-part interview sequence with LiverpoolFC.com with the express intention of educating readers on how best to recover and prepare for a match. As you might expect from such an earnest young man, the advice is excellent and the admissions are frank and honest as the player details his own routines and illustrates his own specific issues, anxieties and methods around preparation and recovery. The club's excellent dietitian Mona Nemmer emerges with terrific credit, and Wijnaldum is disarmingly candid about his own peculiar foibles. I have to say, Mona and the physios here help us with it, and there's a lot of choice, he revealed. Also, when you have problems, she'll help you by looking at your diet. So, for example, my stomach sometimes might hurt after games. I must say, since I spoke with Mona about it, I've had it less than before. Mona is aware of everything, as she's always trying solutions to help your body go forward, and to change it for yourself. On the topic of rest and sleep, he is particularly interesting. Shut-eye, it seems, does not come easily to the Dutchman, whose body seems intent on torturing him in the wake of a match, resulting in some odd nocturnal practices. I find it really difficult to sleep after games because I have adrenaline in my body, he says. It means I won't fall asleep until really late. I'm not really tired enough to sleep. My body will be tired, but my mind and things are still going. So I have a lot of time to do things, and in some situations, I will look back at the game. It can sometimes be 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning before I fall asleep after a night game. I will lay in bed and rest, I will watch TV and those kind of things, and then I hope to fall asleep, but it's really hard after a game. With Adam Lalana's unfortunate injury whilst on England duty, and his human dynamo action AWOL next Saturday morning, Wijnaldum may find his energy more sapped than usual after the Everton match. Hopefully a blissful combination of exhaustion and pleasant derby victory thoughts will see him nod off so as to avoid having to watch storage hunters and Judge Judy reruns as the sun rises. Of course, if he's seen that Ronaldo bust, he won't be able to sleep anyway. That series, a long sequence of interviews with uh, Wijnaldum on his um, preparation and recovery around matches is excellent. I suppose there's nothing particularly groundbreaking. And yet, at the same time, it is, as I said there in the piece, disarmingly frank and open and honest and gives a real reflection on his own particular take on how to cope with the demands of being a professional footballer and trying to do it to the best of his ability. And as I said, it's very interesting. It's certainly not for the first time that we've heard Mona Nemmer's name mentioned in very very sort of praiseworthy um, circumstances so it is a encouraging i think to see that you know this thing that i've been saying in several of these that this team seems to be coming together and hopefully this summer we'll see some more links in the chain ahead of what we will all hope will be a proper title challenge next year 
if you notice the break in service uh, as over the last couple of days, that's because basically my head went mental on me and it tends to happen. Thankfully, this was a brief little uh, migraine episode and it didn't take too much. It basically took it, wiped the day out, but that's not so bad. And there's no lasting sort of effects afterwards. So I apologize if you noticed a little bit of a fall off in the... Um, in the number of AI audibles coming out to you, hopefully back in situ now again. And you can make sure to check out the articles themselves on anfieldindex.com. There are lots of lovely juicy links to various tweets and pictures like Phil and Bobby and their shiny teeth and that Ronaldo bust. Man, that is scary. That is some scary stuff. I read an article interviewing the artist today. And it's one of the most tragic comic things I've ever read. I would recommend you go look that up as well. Because the poor bastard really tried his best and then got told by Ronaldo that he made him look too old. And he had to get rid of his crow's feet and various other things. So yeah, check it out. Check out the articles every day. Well, certainly Monday to Friday. You will see them on AnfieldIndex.com alongside all the other excellent authors who I narrate here on a regular basis. Thanks for your continued loyalty, folks. It really means a lot to me. Apologies again for the disruption in service, and we'll be back tomorrow with more of the same. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. 